0: Autism now affects 1 in 88 children, in which 1 in 54 are boys, and the prevalence figures are growing daily. Autism is the fastest growing serious developmental condition in the United States that costs a family $60,000 a year on average, while the cause receives less than 5% of the research funding of many less prevalent childhood diseases. As to date, there is no medical detection or cure for autism. Help us at the JASO Modcast Network change that, as April is National Autism Awareness Month. We ask all of you to join us this month in honoring the boys and girls who live with this condition each and every day of their lives, in donating to a charity centered around researching and possibly finding a cure. Any amount is welcomed, because chances are you personally know someone directly affected with autism. Let's come together and make a change.
1: Hi, I'm Melissa Ridley-Elms, and I won the 2019 Open Contract Challenge from World of Myth, Jason Mon Dark Myth Publications, and my book, (laughs) Arthurian Things, A Collection of Poems, was published in January 2020, and so far it has received some very nice reviews, and a couple of the members of the Science Fiction Poetry Association are considering it for a nomination for an Elgin Award. So if you're wondering, is this a real contest? It is a real contest, and if you're wondering, um, do I, should I submit, I don't know, maybe I will, maybe I won't, well, do you want to be a published writer? Take a chance. The worst thing that can happen is you don't win, and the best thing that can happen is you do win, and you publish your book. Go for it.
0: My name is Walter G. Esselman, and I am the winner of the 2020 Open Contract Challenge. It's real. My book, Super Horror Max, I took it to a convention this weekend and was selling it. So, check it out. Dreams can come true. Hi,
1: my name is Peggy Gerber and I'm the 2021 Open Contract Challenge Grand Prize Winner. Because of this competition, I can now proudly call myself the author of the published book, Stumbling in Crazy Town. To learn more about this amazing opportunity, go to www.opencontractchallenge.com and make all your publishing dreams come true. And now enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on, all that you want son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. everybody and welcome to episode 85. (laughs) It's been about a minute um, of Lupa's Bits. I am your host Lupa and this is the show. Welcome to it. So we are in the final countdown. Um, I don't have any housekeeping this week and I'll tell you why. Our illustrious leader moved and I think he found parts of his computer the other day we are still working on him finding the rest of his computer. So if you're listening to me and you're waiting for the World of Myth Magazine to come out, that is going to be coming out April 24th. So the March issue is going to be coming out in April, on April's issue day. And then everybody who submitted for April, they're going to be put into May's issue. You can still submit for April and May, not a problem. Oh, you can't submit for April because we already have that magazine ready. So everything that you've submitted for April, I'm going to put into May. You can still submit for May, so don't worry. So from now on, we are always going to be a month ahead for submissions so that um, the magazine is always ready to go and we don't run into this situation again. Um, Nobody's fault. It was just a last minute find a, found a place and normally you move at like the end of the month you know or the first of the month um normally you have like 30 days before you you move into a place well he kind of got lucky with a place that was already sitting empty so it was pretty much you're approved here's your keys do it so yeah he had to pack and move within like two days <laughs> And it was right in the middle of when we would be doing the magazine. And unfortunately, I can do a lot of things. Um, Coding is not one of them. That is one aspect of the company I cannot do. I may have to fix that, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) Because I don't like not being able to do things. But anyway, so the magazine will be coming out April 24th. And that is why... My podcast is, um, episode 84 just launched earlier this week and, um, the world of myth bits, they're all caught up now and launched the three knows They're all caught up now and launched. And the is now caught up and launched. Um, when I did it, episode 84, it was right before he moved. And as I was watching this kind of all unfold through, um, video calls with Dave and messaging, I kind of could see what was going to happen. So I thought, you know what, I will just hold off. And when he gets things sorted, then he can put out, you know, he won't have two episodes that he's going to have to put out. He only has to put out one. So here we are 85. And I think that's pretty much it for housekeeping, um, for the moment. The OCC, or the Open Contract Challenge, if you want to go by its proper name, is still accepting submissions up until the 30th, of the 30th, the 31st, the end of this month, the end of April, the last, the last, May or April. I have, I have the boss man in my ear, so that's why I'm, I'm, I'm questioning him. (laughs) (laughs) April. 30th at 11:59 Pacific Pacific Standard Time. I say California time cuz I don't know any other state that is 3 hours so. Anyway, so April 30th, 11:59 Pacific Standard Time is when you have to up until then to s- submit your um pitches for the Open Contract Challenge. Now, I am going to, for those who haven't submitted their pitches yet, I'm going to give you a little, a little tip. You can submit more than one pitch, but don't put them all in the same pitch. Make them separate submissions. And keep them short, keep them sweet, keep them to the point. Have fun with it. See, I can I can I can, you know, give you tips and tricks and pointers and all that stuff, because I am not involved in the contest anyway, shape or farm. <laughs> so I have I could root for my favorites. Yay, go guys. Anyway. So yeah, you have until April 30th. Get your pitches together, get your stuff in. And from what I've heard, it is shaping up to be quite the contest this year. This is the fourth year for it, so people are excited. The minute submissions opened um i think at one point they actually crashed the server because so many people were submitting at the same time it crashed the server for like two hours it's just done it, nope not doing it now so yeah it's uh it's gonna be exciting this year i'm, I'm really excited to see it uh, shape up and see what we got so stakes are high and if, if you haven't noticed there's all these like lovely put together videos out there you know there's meet melissa meet walter meet peggy they're really fabulous and you get to hear from a winner's perspective that has been in the contest that has done all of the stages gone through all of the the levels jumped through every hoop and come out the winner and received the prize promised at the end of the contest they can validate that. Yeah, this is a real. This is the real deal. You get a book at the end of it, hot in your hands. You can sell it, and it's there. It's yours. So yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. Speaking of books, um, yours truly has a book. No, no, no. Don't get excited. I know y'all are getting excited. Magically's not ready yet. It's not coming out yet. But um, I do have. abundance of poetry and I have for many 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 years um, wanted to put I've put poetry books together for my aunt and my uncle for Christmas and for my grandparents for um, their anniversary but I've always wanted to have a poetry book of my own stuff published so I will have a poetry book coming out in May (laughs) I'm very excited about that so you can look forward to that and I will be the first one to let you know when they go on pre-sale at MythMart. Um, I'm very excited. <laughs> yes, I'm having a book coming out. so That's my shameless self-promotion. But guess what? This is my podcast. I can promote my crap all I want. <laughs> and I will do it shamelessly. Shameless, shameless. I know, me. She's killing herself laughing right now. Um, it's kind of a little... Funny haha joke. So, oh, there was a story I wanted to tell you. And I can't remember now what it was. I had mentioned it. I think I told Dave the story the other night. And I said, I want to tell that on the podcast. And I, there are so many stories that I could share with you um, about adventures with Misha and I. <laughs> she is, I was telling him, she's the only person that I know that can have their hand hanging out the window while we are bombing down the highway doing at least 20 over the speed limit. Now this is a highway, or if you're an American, the interstate. So you know you're flying pretty quick and she can have her hand out the window and boom, she will get bird poop on her hand. Now this has not happened just once. This has happened at least three times that I am aware of because I have been the one driving and it took all I had to keep the car on the road because I was laughing so hard I couldn't see. And she didn't want to bring her hand in the car because it was covered in bird poop, but she didn't want the bird poop on her hand, so she's kind of hanging it and waving it, hoping that you know the velocity and speed would like fly it off of her hand. (laughs) Yeah, it was rather funny. It was rather funny. So, we have a road trip planned to New Brunswick when I get home. Uh, the end of April, we are taking our friend Crystal back to New Brunswick. She's coming to Ontario for a couple of weeks. And then we're going to be taking her back to New Brunswick. So the three of us will be traveling in the car. So (laughs) I will let you know if she does happen to get bird poop on her hand again. There will be a lot of um, videos I'm sure because all three of us are TikTokers. Um, I'm more so than they are Crystal puts out a few. She does like, her doggy TikToks and stuff like that. Um, I'm more out there than those two are. So, yeah, there will be TikToks made. It's a 12-hour drive from Ontario to New Brunswick, so I'm sure there's going to be some shenanigans in the car at some point in time until we get into Quebec, and then there will be um, no videos made because it'll be all just curse words. Because if you remember, I have described to you what it is like driving in Quebec. It's awful. And moose. I will be in full-on moose country. So, yeah. Oh! <laughs> I wonder if we're going to hit traffic. It'd be really funny if we hit traffic. I have a traffic story for you. Just so happens. <laughs> so, we were stuck in traffic. And when we get stuck in traffic, Mish was usually my co-pilot. So, I'd drive. She'd sit there and she'd operate the radio and be completely useless when we would get to a drive-thru because they would be handing me the food and she would turn her head and look out the window. And I'd be like, uh-huh, here. So, <laughs> anyway, um, we were stuck in traffic and we usually like our music at a certain decibel because it generally dried, would drown out the children in the back of the car. So now you have to keep in mind, when we were road tripping, there were three girls, sometimes four young girls and two boys in the back of the minivan. And they were crammed back there with all of the camping stuff because my daughter and I would be in our tent and then Mish and her two girls would be in her tent. And then Mish's son, Brandon would be in his tent. And then we would have Dana and Shannon and Matthew and all of their stuff. So there'd be all these people in my van, plus all of the camping equipment. Plus we had a communal kitchen. So there would be the kitchen tent, the kitchen counter, the kitchen cabinets, the stove, the coolers, everything, the tables, the chairs. I mean, we had we had the setup, all right? People would walk by our campground and look and go, "Whoa. Now we didn't have a camper, we didn't ha- We had like a Coleman camp stove but we also had a solar powered battery operated Coleman blender for the margaritas in the afternoon. And you should see the looks on people's faces when you're camping and there's no electricity for miles and they hear a blender go off. They come out of the wood out of the forest like ants. <laughs> what is that? What what is that? And yeah, we could have sold drinks and made a killing. Anyway. So we were heading to Spirits of the Earth, and we got stuck in traffic. Now, a couple of cars ahead of us, in the other, in the lane to the right of us, because I always drive in the middle lane. Always. Sometimes, well, not always, I, I lie. I always drive in the far left lane. I love that lane, I can just fly along that lane, and I've driven on the 401 so many times that you have to be in that lane, because that's the lane that exits to wherever you need to go. So, I like being in the far left lane. Now, this particular instance, I was in the middle, and we're stuck in traffic, and two cars up in the right-hand lane is a convertible. So, we have the windows down, and we're, you know, we got the music going, and one of the things we like to do is to see if we can get people in the cars around us, jamming to our tunes so we would put something on we'd start singing it and we'd see how many cars we could get you know rolling their windows down and just kind of you know partying along with us stuck in traffic I mean what else are you gonna do besides curse and swear and pound the steering wheel this makes being stuck in traffic a whole lot more fun so we're doing this and we are I mean at the time Mish was single and we're just we're getting into our groove it's girls week six days away we go in the bush having a good time it's our vacation so (laughs) we noticed that this mustang i think it was a mustang i don't know it was a convertible we noticed that it has new york plates (laughs) so normally when we really get moving on the highway we have the windows up because it gets a little breezy um if it's really hot we'll have them down but because we were in traffic, we happened to have the windows down. So my lane starts to move. Well, I think I don't. I don't know. I, I I don't know. Mish completely lost control of all of her senses. And as we're going by this convertible with New York plates, she looks over out her window and goes, "How you doing?" And he looks up and goes, "Not bad." <laughs> she completely forgot that her window was down. I'm pretty sure she could have climbed under the seat from embarrassment, she would've. (laughs) See, we used to be very shy. When we were together, we were loud, we were bold, we were boisterous, we were funny. Um, We actually had people at one point in time ask us if the event we were at had hired us to be traveling comedians because we brought laughter wherever we went. But if we were just kind of one-on-one or if we were in a large crowd situation, we would heckle from the back where you couldn't see us. We don't, we didn't like being up front and in, you know, in the spotlight. And even to this day, Mish still doesn't like it. I'm kind of getting used to it because the job that I have and the career that I chose, I don't really have a choice. I'm kind of out well, and the boss, yes, and the boss that I work for, <laughs> I don't really have a choice. I've kind of been thrust into the spotlight. So I I mean, I still get terrified before I, I have to speak in front of people and, and do stuff. Um, I pretty much hyperventilate before every board meeting. But I yeah, I would kind of be the quiet one And she would say the the things and say them loud enough for people to hear, but not know where they came from. And of course, we would all just convulse in laughter. And the general rule at a a festival that we were at, at a camping event that we were at, if we were at a large gathering, um, sit near us. Because you're guaranteed to laugh. If we're down at the fire pit and there's drumming and dancing and, and frivolity happening, come sit by us. Because we know, and we did, security would come and sit by us. Instead of wandering around trying to keep track of everything, they would do their rounds and then they would just come and sit with us and go, okay, what's going on? And we would tell them, okay, so-and-so over here has had a little too much to drink, he's getting a little handsy, you might want to keep an eye on him. She's having an issue with her boyfriend, she's already hit him once, he's toddled off, you might want to keep an eye on him. We knew what was going on, and we would keep them informed, because we watched everything. Kept our eyes on everything. Because even though it looked like we didn't have a care in the world, we had young children. We had young female children. And unfortunately... at a couple of events there were predators in our midst one of them i called out every event i went to if he was there i called him out by name i pointed him out i loudly warned every mother with a small child to watch out for that man eventually he got the idea and stopped coming to events but um yeah so We made sure we knew what was going on at all times. That and if you know, and people know you know, it gives you power. Now, what these people failed to realize is we would never actually use that power. We were nowhere near brave enough. But it kept us safe because we knew things. It's like, oh, They saw that. Okay. So we're going to be nice to them. We're going to just leave them be. And yeah, just they don't exist. They're just leave them alone. And we would be left alone. So, yeah. But I kind of don't have a choice anymore. I'm kind of out there now. But I've also kind of developed an, I don't care, attitude. <laughs> I got, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm mouthy. Because I'm not. I'm not mouthy. I am respectful. I beg your pardon. My, my live studio audience is giving me guff. He's <laughs> giving me a hard time. Because he knows I'm not mouthy. Um, I am with him, but that's in private. Like if if I'm, I I vent to him. I don't vent to the person. I don't do it in public. Not (laughs) allowed. But if I have something to say to somebody, I do say it respectfully. But I also now have the adage that if I do have something to say to you, if I do have a problem with you, I am going to take it up with you. Have no fear. It may be a while before that conversation happens, but it will happen. If I have an issue with you, or I think you have an issue with me, I will go to you and say, Excuse me, do you have a problem with me? Um, was it something I said? And I have done that actually recently. And the response was to get blocked. So I'm pretty sure that answered that question. (laughs) Not sure what the problem with me was. Not exactly sure I really care anymore. Other than the overwhelming female desire to know. We need to know. We need to know. It's just, it's in our DNA. We need to know. If, if, if there's somebody that has an opinion about me, I need to know. Okay, let me rephrase that. If somebody has an opinion about me, and I know they have an opinion about me, I need to know what the opinion is. If I don't know, I don't care. But if I know, I need to know, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. If I, have some, if I have an issue with you, or if I need to say something to you, or I need to talk to you, or if I think you have a problem with me and we need to clear the air, that conversation is going to happen. It's going to happen. I don't just ignore things and hope they go away anymore. I used to do that and it caused me great distress. It caused me great anxiety. Um, I used to pretend that the person wasn't mad at me or the person didn't have an issue with me or the person wasn't grumpy with me in the hopes that they would stop being grumpy with me and get over themselves or get over whatever it was and things would go back to normal. That's not a healthy way to live because eventually all of those glossed over moments shatter and then it explodes into a huge issue and every single little moment comes out all at once in a tidal wave and it can it can ruin friendships it can drown you Uh, it can ruin relationships i've seen it happen so i don't let things build up Much to the annoyance, I'm sure, of people around me, (laughs) because if I sense that there is even the slightest bit of uh, towards me, I will drag it out of you. By the hair. You won't like it. And and I don't take the nothing, don't worry, I'll get over it. No, no, we're going to talk about this. We're going to hash this out. I'm either going to explain my position. I'm either going to clarify if you've misunderstood or I'm going to apologize if I've hurt your feelings. Those three things will happen and then we'll move on. That situation is done. It never needs to come up again because over the years In all of the relationships, whether it's a friendship, whether it's family, whether it's an intimate relationship, I have found that it's those little things that chip away at the strength of the relationship, of the strength of the the bond. And when you just let those little things go, they put cracks. And when things do finally explode, all of those cracks explode with it. And then it's like, okay, you know those old antique teacups and they have all of these little cracks in them and they're still all nice and shiny and gloss, but the porcelain underneath that gloss is all cracked. And when you drop it, instead of just breaking into a couple of pieces, the entire thing shatters into almost dust. Kind of that thing happens. And when I realized that that is what happens, I made a promise to myself that I wasn't going to be a contributor to that kind of um, behavior anymore. That I was going to do what I needed to do to rectify a situation, whether it was, like I said, clarifying or... Um, explaining or apologizing. I will do what I have to do. And the whole never go to bed angry. I don't know. I'm not sure I buy into that. I've gone to bed angry plenty of times. Plenty of times I've gone to bed angry. The situation has been rectified. I'm still angry. Your emotion doesn't disappear just because you've hashed it out and you've talked. And they've explained their position. The anger doesn't go away. You're still going to be angry. So I go to bed angry. And I wake up in the morning and go, okay, well, that was pretty stupid. And I carry on with my life. I don't choose to not have emotions. Because, again, not healthy. Not healthy. Not healthy. We are house plants with complicated emotions. We need sunlight. We need water. We need emotions. We need to cry. We need to yell. We need to scream. We need to laugh. We need to love. You can't leave any of them out. <laughs> it's just not. It's not healthy. And I figure if I'm trying to get the outside of my body and my physical body healthy. The emotional body should probably get a workout too. I mean, if you've been following along at any point in time on this 85 episode journey, <laughs> you know that I have done a lot of work on myself. I am not the same person that started this journey way back on MythBits. I am not this person, the same person that started episode one of Lupus Bits. I'm not the same person that did episode 80 of Lupus Bits, and I won't be the same person that does episode 86 because I am a human being, which means I am constantly learning and changing and evolving and growing. And if I'm not, then I need to go back and I need to look at my past lessons because I've missed something. If you think you have learned everything that you need to know, you're missing something. Because we are constantly learning. I am constantly learning things about myself. This past two weeks, from the last episode to this episode, has been an incredible journey for me. Emotionally, And spiritually and intellectually, it has been a painfully, I'm trying to find the right words to use, um, joyful, eye-opening journey. Um, Tonight, for example, I had a really um, WTF moment. (laughs) Kind of. And my mom kind of just raised her eyebrow and looked at me when I finally got to where I needed to go with this whole thing. Um, I had written a poem for her years ago, a couple of years ago. And when I wrote it, it's like, oh, yeah, that's for my mom. Because it was very um, monotheistically based. So I wrote it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's for mom. So I'm putting it and gathering all my poetry together and I'm kind of organizing them. Not really. I'm just making it sound good because, you know, my boss is listening. Um, I am gathering all my poems together. (laughs) And I came across this particular one. And as I was reading it over, I could hear this melody in my head. And I'm like, oh, I know that song. And the words fit perfectly with the cadence of the song. And it was driving me nuts. I could not remember what song it was. And I'm singing it in my head. But I'm singing it with the words that I had written to the tune of this song. So I go running. I finally gave up. Run it out. Mom, throw me some religious songs. Just start shooting them at me. One of So she's like rhyming them off. I'm like, it's got something to do with a mountain, you know, and, and, and you rescued me. I don't know. Something, something like that. She's like, I don't know. Go tell it on the, nope, that's not it. Go, nope, that's not it. And she's like reading off all these, nope, that's not it. Nope. uh, never mind. So I came back into my bedroom and of course to the YouTube and I'm typing in the, the limited amount of lyrics I could actually remember from the song. And I wasn't coming up. Oh, hang on. We have a helicopter going by how rude do they not know did, did did somebody not tell pasco county that i was busy podcasting tonight who forgot to send the memo they're fired okay anyway as i was saying um so i come back in and like, i'm putting in like the, the basic like songs that have Standing on a mountain or rescue me. And I mean I'm getting Aretha Franklin. I'm getting Vince Gill. I and then I just no, that's not working. That's just not it. Okay, let's see. Popular religious songs. Let's see if that works. Well, no, I'm getting Jesus Loves Me. I'm getting like all the little kids' songs. Okay, popular, contemporary religious songs. <laughs> Finally found it. And I knew that I, like the one thing that I did remember about the song was that Celtic woman, Women had sang it. The group Celtic Women, they had sang it. And I love their version of it. It just it gives me goosebumps every time I listen to it. And sure enough, on the YouTube list, there it was. The song happened to be You Raise Me Up. And it was by Celtic Women. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's it. And I went back and I looked at the poem and I'm reading it word for word. And that was the music that I was hearing in my head as I was reading this poem. So I go back out and I tell mom, and I'm like, yeah, I think I just wrote a few more stanzas to um, you raise me up when I sent you that poem. It was when I wrote it, it was like two 30 in the morning. I couldn't sleep. I was tossing. I was turning. I was, I don't know. I was just, I was not in a good place. And I went, this is when I still smoke too. So I went downstairs and one of the places that I would go to find solace, peace was my back deck i had this beautiful huge 100 year old maple tree in my back deck in my backyard and i found comfort i called her she was my grandmother maple i had one in the front and one in the back and i would stand on my back deck and i would in the summer and in the spring i would stand with my eyes closed and i would just listen to the wind go through the leaves on the tree Um, in the winter i would stand and i would look at her branches the naked branches through this. and I was just so I went out had a cigarette and I'm just standing and I'm staring at this tree and I'm looking at this tree and I'm thinking about this tree and the roots of this tree and you know all that this tree has seen from a, it's a hundred it's over a hundred years old so it has seen a lot in its lifetime and the poem just kind of exploded into my head. (laughs) So I whipped back inside, wrote it down, emailed it to my mother, and then suddenly I was very, very tired and I went to bed. I never gave that poem a second thought. I didn't have the tune to that song in my head when I wrote it, obviously, but when I was reading it over tonight, that was the tune that was in my head while I was reading it. So, it's kind of like i said it's been an interesting two weeks um i've been struggling with some things for the last while and a lot of things have kind of um come into razor sharp focus more in the last two weeks so yeah that was kind of kind of interesting so i i am going to take that poem and i am going to find the music And I am going to sing it to that music and see. Nobody's ever going to hear it. (laughs) But me. But as I was reading it, I could hear it. Like I was singing it in my head. So I want to see if it actually does work. So, yeah, it was kind of interesting. I just kind of like... This is your ADD podcast for the week because we're just kind of all over the place tonight, (laughs) random. Um, I'm waiting. We went we went out today. Mom and I went out today, and which we don't haven't really done a lot of since we've been here. And I can't believe like this is the second last podcast for Florida. Next week will be my last podcast before I'm back in Canada. Um, I leave on the 15th of April to head home. So the day next week, the day I'm leaving, is the day that that podcast will release. So, yeah, this is the second last podcast, second last Florida podcast, and then we are back in the chilly climes of Sutton, Ontario, Canada. But from the pictures that I've seen from my neighbor, there's no snow. So I am perfectly... Okay with that, because I know it's only going to get warmer. And when I moved into my apartment, hey, I've had my apartment for a year now. I have had my apartment for a year now, huh? <laughs> because I moved in in March. It was March twentieth, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was the end of March when I took possession on the twenty fourth. So. Yeah, April first. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, that is really kinda cool. The same I think it was the same day too that I signed my lease that you that that Dave moved into his place. New lives, I'm telling you. New lives, new directions. It's kinda neat. Can only go up from here, right? <laughs> I'm five foot three. I can't go down much farther. I'm short. I'm already close to the ground. Oh, I like that coffee table. I'm watching. My live studio audience is actually working while I'm, because he, like I said, he is still unpacking. He is still putting furniture together. He, I mean, you need to understand he didn't have furniture. He had the stuff in his son's room and the stuff in his daughter's room. So he had to buy furniture. And he's putting I'm watching him put a coffee table together. It's kinda cool. I think I'm liking the coffee table. I'll let him know when I go see him in June. So Yeah, it's been it's been an interesting journey. Anyway, mom and I went out today and she we had a few places we had to go. Um my phone decided it was well first of all her um navigation system in her car is usually really good if you type in the name of the place it'll find the place and tell you how to get there I did that it went no <laughs> so i thought okay well i'll pull up my phone well i don't know if there was a glitch in the matrix or something because my phone bill's paid i still have like 99% of my data left i don't go through all my data every month it's really weird um American cell phone data plans and stuff are totally different than Canadian. Canadian cell phone plans suck. Seriously, suck. Like, I would kill for the cell phone plan that I have here in the States. I would kill for that at home. I really would. It's an amazing plan. And you know what? They take five bucks off if you've been with them for three months. And then they'll take another five bucks off if you go auto pay. My cell phone plan at home doesn't do that. No, uh They don't give you nothing. They just keep jacking the price up every year. I pay twice the amount at home for my cell phone plan at home than I do here. And it does the exact same thing, except I have five more gigs of data. But at home, the data usage is insane. I don't know if it's because we're more spread out, so the cell towers are more spread out. I don't know what it is, but I go through data at home, like, I don't know, crazy, it's insane. And here, you don't even have to have data roaming on and you can still use your data. At home, I have to have data roaming on. And that's what chews up your data, is the roaming. Anyway. That was my little cell phone rant. (laughs) So I go, I put in um, the name of the nail salon that mom had an appointment at. My phone wouldn't work. Wouldn't connect. Kept telling me there's no connection. Like, what do you mean there's no connection? So I run back into the house where I have internet. Find it. Okay, fine. There it is. So her appointment was until 4.30. So we still had like two hours. So we went to... Publix first because we needed some groceries. We were going to go to the Walmart, but she wanted to go to the vape shop too because she needed juice. So, I incorrectly remember I correctly remembered there was a vape shop with the Publix, but I remembered the wrong Publix. And when I when I finally got over to the right Publix, mom's looking and she's like, "Okay, I can see how you could mistake it. They look they all look the same." I said they really do. And you watch when we get to the end of this Publix, there will be a pharmacy drive-thru. But the first one that we went to, where I thought it was, beyond the pharmacy, there wasn't anything. Where the vape shop was, beyond the pharmacy was another building with a subway and the vape shop was. So I was at the wrong Publix. Anyway, got her there, got her stuff, and... Then she's like, well, first we went to Publix and she stayed in the car. I did leave the car running with the AC on and the window cracked. Um, I went in, grabbed the groceries and forgot. I I grabbed a case pop for me because I remembered I needed pop. I forgot that she needed some too. And she had wrote it on the list. Soda, soda pop for both. And she even like made it really dark so that I wouldn't miss it. And I thought it was a header because I've been editing all week. Um, and I didn't read it. I just thought it was like a header for the column, like a title for the column, groceries, you know? And I didn't get her any. Oops. <laughs> so we, we have groceries. And we had KFC last night for dinner. So we were supposed to have, I was supposed to have leftover KFC for dinner tonight. was going to go for my... Um, Coached a 5K run. And she was going to have soup. Well, by the time she got out of the nail salon, I realized I hadn't eaten all day. It was 5.30 and we were both hungry and Little Caesars was right there smelling really good. So we went into Little Caesars. And got stuffed cheesy bread. And pizza. And cookie dough brownies. Yep. Did I make my my couched a 5k run tonight nope nope I did not but that's okay that's okay because I only have to do it three days a week so I can maybe do it tomorrow depending on how I feel because tomorrow I am going to the sponge docks with my mom and my aunt so there'll be a lot of walking up and down the hill because I'll have to park the car and walk down and then pick up walk back up pick up the car drive the car down pick. you know there'll be a lot of walking um so we'll see but I mean, as long as I do it between now and Sunday, do my three days between now and Sunday, I will get my week in. I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not thrilled. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know eventually I'm supposed to like it. I know eventually it might get easier, maybe, but I'm not enjoying it yet, and I, I've 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 only been running this Couch to 5K program for 3 days. But I was jogging. I've been jogging for about 2 weeks. Like I'll jog for a little bit and I've al- I'd almost worked up to doing 2 miles of jogging and and walking. Um I called it wogging. Mom thought that was rather funny. I was very punny today. And there's only once that I've actually gone jogging that I won't say I enjoyed it, but it did what I needed it to do. Um, I had edited a story that was a little too close to home for me, and I just, I went for a run to clear my head and just work through it, and it did what it needed to do. It did exactly that, and I was in a much better headspace when I came back. Now you need to understand, I'm not like full on running. I'm not running for like half an hour straight. I will run a couple of hundred feet. (laughs) And then I'll walk. Fast. I walk quickly. I'm a fast walker. I'm short. I have to be a fast walker. You have to walk fast when you're short because you need to keep up with everybody else who are kind of just ambling along at a slow pace. Um, I date a guy that is over six feet tall. So... When he takes one step, I'm taking three. I have always had tall friends because I'm only five foot three. So generally their one pace is two of mine. Okay, so um, we're going to pause here for one moment and then we will pick this back up. I just got a message from my mom that she says there is either an owl or a coyote on the back deck. Th- that's kind of an odd combination, one or the other. So I need to go and investigate. Um, so hold on. Okay, we are back, and I didn't find an owl. I didn't find a coyote, but I did tell my mom that if she's going to put her little dog out, she might want to hang on to the leash so she can reel back whatever happens to be left of the little dog. And then I said to her, I said, you know, you have no worries about, you're worried about the little dog going out there and facing off with an owl or a coyote, but you have no problems with me going off and facing off with a coyote. She's like, oh, no, no, no. You could take care of yourself. I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> anyway. So now, where did I leave off? What was I talking about? I don't know. I don't remember. Well, that's okay. Because we're getting down to the end of the podcast, so um oh wait. Right. Mom and I went out today. We were going places and we were doing things. And we drove by this little community area and we could see all these flashing lights and I'm like, Ooh, what's going on? Do I get to have like a a, a real live Florida man again? Story for the podcast? And there was like six or seven police cars. Now, these weren't just like the cars. These were like the Escalades, the big ones, the the SUVs and two tow trucks. And they had pulled over a pickup truck and a little car. And they had the guy like at the standing at the the hood of the one police car. Now, in the back of the pickup truck. Now, remember, I'm seeing all of this as we're driving back. In the back of the pickup truck, it looked to be like there was two dirt bikes and a bunch of other stuff. Now, the police had all four doors of this pickup truck open. And there was a cop in like every orifice of this pickup truck looking around, digging around, searching through stuff. And I'm like, ooh, somebody's in trouble. Now, the guy looked to be like a young guy, like 20s, maybe 30s, maybe probably 20s, so I'm thinking that him and the girlfriend probably broke up, and he was just taking all his toys over to the new girlfriend's house, and the ex-girlfriend called the police and said, you know, he's stolen my dirt bikes, and he's probably got drugs on them, so, because, you know, it is Pasco County. Stranger things have happened. Shout out to Russo. (laughs) I don't even think he listens to the podcast but you know if he does shout out to you alan so we come out so we go mom gets her nails done she's in there for like 45 minutes hour and then we go to little caesar's we get the pizza and you know we have to wait because mom doesn't like any of their hot and ready's. i would have been fine with just a plain little cheese pizza but she doesn't like anything so i had to get a custom pizza which is fine, whatever. I got cheesy bread, I was happy. Stuffed cheesy bread. Yep, it was good. And cookie dough, M&M cookie dough brownies. Yep, they were good too. (laughs) Although I did have some scratchiness and um, some mild tongue and lip swelling so I need to check the ingredients on those because sometimes in cookie dough or in the chocolate, in the brownie mix, they will put coconut oil. And if it's just trace amounts, I will get the scratchy throat. I will get the slight swelling. And you know, it's a thing. But it was really, really good. Good. Um, and then we come out. So we were there for like a good, almost two hours, at least, at least. We got there to like 10 after four and it was probably like 10 to six. When we were pulling out of the parking lot and we go by and they're all still there. Everything is now everywhere and they're all still there at this pickup truck. (laughs) So, of course, you know, I came home, got onto the Google and to see if, you know, any local breaking Pasco County news. I haven't heard anything yet, but as soon as I find out what the heck was going on over there, I'm going to let you know because that looked kind of interesting definitely looks kind of interesting so that's my segue into my florida man um okay so we're back to the wtfflorida.com website not sponsored because you know what they they have the collection of florida man stuff like the florida man pressure washes neighbor you heard me correctly I'm going to open this up. I'm going to read it to you. Brooksville. Happens to be where my vitamin shop is. Brooksville. A Florida man was arrested after intentionally spraying his neighbor with a pressure washer. On Friday. Now, what is the date on this? When did this happen? March 12, 2019. Okay, so not recently. On Friday, Pasco deputies responded to a domestic disturbance according to an arrest affidavit collected by WTSP: 52-year-old Johnny Plaster Jr. reportedly started up his pressure washer while a neighbor was weed-blowing his yard on Somerset Acres Lane. As the neighbor walked toward Plaster's property, the Virginia-born Johnny Plaster plastered him with the pressure washer. The Florida man hit the neighbor in the face and upper body with dirt and water without his consent. Yes, that is right. It says, without his consent, according to the report. All of this was caught on surveillance video. Now he's facing one misdemeanor battery charge with a bond of $250. So, the price to pressure wash your neighbor if they're overly stinky? 250 bucks. There you go. Now you know. <laughs> okay, you know what? The comments. <laughs> off to the comment section we go. <laughs> so somebody put in, at least he's clean. And <laughs> then somebody else, did he use suds? <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah. So apparently this was, was not a, a a native Florida man. He just, he moved to Florida, but he fits right in. Okay. What? I'm, what? Is with you people and throwing food. I mean, really, why? What? Why? Why? Why do you throw food? Somebody, Russo, tell me, why do you throw food at people? What do you throw? Why? I've heard of a food fight before. Yes, I have, but people are getting arrested for domestic assault because they're throwing food at their spouse. So in Zephyr Hills, a Florida man was arrested after reportedly throwing a cookie at his girlfriend. 41-year-old Wade Allen Smith threw a hard piece of cookie at his girlfriend's forehead on Sunday. She had a red mark on the tip of her forehead, according to officers. Also known as Tattoo Wade... Well, yeah, he's got a spider web on his forehead and some vines going up the side of his face and over his eye. And yeah, half of his face is tattooed. Yep, one of those. Also known as Tattoo Wade, the Zephyr Hills man has been previously arrested for related charges, including aggravated battery on a pregnant person, domestic battery by strangulation, and violation of domestic violence injunctions. Dude is nuts. Okay, so she got off lucky with just a hard piece of cookie. I mean, really, she got lucky. We have, we, have, we have There's a guy in Midland that we all called Crazy Larry. I'm pretty sure it was Crazy Larry. Well, he was called Crazy Larry anyway. And he intentionally got half of his face tattooed with a spider web so that he was unemployable. So that he could stay on the welfare. Yes. Oh, here is Mother of the Year. And the award goes to... A Florida woman. Obviously. A Florida woman was arrested after reportedly leaving two small children in a hot car with a bag of meth while shopping at Dollar Tree deputies arrived at 12125 U.S. Highway 19. I have been to that Dollar Tree in Hudson. (laughs) Around noon on Tuesday to check on a one-year-old girl and a seven-year-old boy who were both sitting in the back seat of a vehicle. A baggie of methamphetamine sat on the front seat. So apparently that was their babysitter. Probably did better than the mother. 24-year-old Nicole Buffington was inside the Dollar Tree, presumably shopping. She was arrested and charged with child neglect and possession of methamphetamine. She remains in jail with a $10,000 bond. Buffington was born in Syracuse, New York, and now lives in Port Ritchie. Well, no, she now resides in the Port Ritchie jail. (laughs) When was this? Uh, This was 2018. She's probably out now. But, yeah... Parenting Award of the Year. Good grief. Um, let's see. What else have we got? Ooh, yeah, that's a serious business. There. Florida man points gun at Florida woman for texting while driving. Not supposed to do that. Okay, let's check this one out. The word naked got my attention. Okay, naked transplant breaks into mobile home, attacks resident with rake. All right, Newport Ritchie. A transplant disrupted the trailer park on Kiowa Drive. Kiowa? Kiowa? How do you say that? K I O W A. Kiowa. Okay. Because I I had to ask my live studio audience because he has one where he used to live. When he nakedly ran into someone's home and attacked them with a rake. Pasco County Sheriff's deputies got a call around 8 p.m. on June 8th from one of the victims. There was a naked man who entered their unlocked home and began yelling and threatening the residents, as reported on Patch. Boat Up, because that's a thing, to the victim, reads the arrest affidavit, in case you ain't from the South and don't know, it Up is a gesticulation that create creatures make to establish dominance and instill fear in others by puffing up their chest. They just look ridiculous. They did. They really did. A trailer park brawl ensued, which apparently is no big deal in Pasco County. Bush I am reading the report directly to you. Boosh is a word. The naked transplant got thrown out and slammed down by a resident. The pharaoh creature, later identified as 36-year-old Maurice Jason, Jason Castanado, was not yet defeated. Maurice stood back up, grabbed a nearby yard rake, ran towards the resident, and smacked him in the back several times with it. The rake broke into pieces as it pummeled and punctured him. The victim grabbed a hammer from his truck. Oh, this is starting to sound like a comic. Whoosh, crack, crack. <laughs> That's what it says. The hammer-wielding Pasco County man stood his ground and chased the naked intruder away, hitting him a few times. A corporal and a canine named Tundra tracked the transplant down a few streets. He was arrested and taken to the Land Lakes Detention Center and his bond remains at $10,000. This transplant came all the way from Tucson, Arizona, where he was born. Now he lives in the same trailer park where he was arrested, two blocks down on Bourbon Street. Yep, really. To mix things up, he also has a tattoo of an extremely tall version of Texas. That, or he just had a growth spurt. Holy moly, he's got it right on his throat. With wings. It's very strange. Um. (laughs) Okay, so the website did an update and said we changed the headline and text to read transplant instead of Florida man because this fool's not worthy of being called Florida man. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. Okay. all right moving on the comments were just as scary okay i did read florida man swing sword at, at several for stealing his socks i think i read that last week uh okay let's check this one out this this, this one has a monkey if it's got a monkey in it it's got to be good so florida man brings pet monkey along while stealing a vehicle and gets busted a Florida man was driving a stolen vehicle around with his pet monkey. Was arrested, Pasco deputies said. Cody Blake Hessian, 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 I don't know, drove a stolen vehicle into a ditch on Friday. They let the Florida man say goodbye to his pet capuchin monkey named Monk. That's <laughs> <laughs> why I'm laughing. Okay, you, you haven't read. American Smash, you need to go read American Smash and when they start coming out like all of the issues, you need to read them and you'll know why I'm laughing shameless plug okay before arresting him, this was caught on body cam video oh, you've got to be kidding, there's a, there's a video there's an actual video the 23 year old face, human faces charges of auto theft according to the Tampa Bay Times, he's 23 and from Holly Hill Reportedly, he got the monkey from South Carolina four years ago. He didn't have a permit for Monk, of course. The FWC took possession of Monk, and he was taken to the Suncoast Primate Sanctuary in Palm Harbor. Hessian was taken to the Land Lakes Detention Center, where he was held under a $5,000 bond. Yeah, dumbass. It seems to be. <laughs> Florida man hides from Pasco deputies in swamp gets licked by canine. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Oh, awesome! Land lakes gator chills under truck. No thanks. No. Florida woman breaks into a home and takes a bath. All right. gopher tortoises caught on video fighting what the heck is a gopher tortoise man gets cut off in traffic and cuts the driver with a machete oh lovely I'm telling you the the driving down here has to be the worst ever anywhere it beats California driving it beats las Vegas driving it is in sane. People are crazy. They just, they don't care. And they're all old. They're all old people. So they're pretty much, they got nothing to lose. Uh, okay, hold on. I got, I... <laughs> I'm telling you, one of these days, my live studio audience is going to be live on the show especially during the Florida man portion, because I stole it from him. All right, so Pasco County man gets robbed by fake hooker's boyfriend. (laughs) Holiday! That's where we were two years ago. A Pasco County man got robbed after replying to a sex ad on Craigslist. See, this is why I tell my mom to stay away from Craigslist. The victim's name was not released by ABC Action News. Let's just call him Pasco County Man. Pasco County Man was scouring Craigslist, Craigslist ads on a horny Monday night. He stumbled upon a promising ad and agreed to meet the woman at her home in Holiday, Florida. Every day is a holiday in Florida. He drove to the address provided ready for action. Florida woman, the fake hooker, greeted him and led him inside to the bedroom. She was pretty convincing at first. Pasco County Man took off all his clothes and prepared his body. I'm going to let that line sink in for a minute. Florida woman took off her shirt and then her bra. Oh yeah, thought Pasco County Man as he advanced towards her. (laughs) I can't. I can't. I can't keep I can't can't keep reading this. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Suddenly, I can't. (laughs) Suddenly, a boner kill arrived. Florida woman's 39-year-old boyfriend, Robert Roser, walked in. Robert pulled out a fake police badge And said to Pasco County Man This is a sting operation You're busted Or something like that Got anything in your pockets? The fake cop asked Pasco County Man scrambled over butt naked To his pants and dug through them Revealing a cell phone and his keys Robert, the fake cop Searched Pasco County Man And took $60 from him As well as two condoms Props for practicing safe sex well, I'm going to let you off with a warning now, you hear? exclaimed Robert, excited to have scored the whopping 60 bucks and barely able to keep in character anymore. Pasco County man drove home. The blood from his lower extremities probably traveled to the rest of his body, giving the adrenaline from being accosted and robbed by a fake cop. Robert Roser was found later by real cops and arrested for the strong-armed robbery. <laughs> the comments for this article. I can't even read. I didn't even get to read the comments. Oh, man. I bet you they were good. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's hilarious. Could you imagine getting that phone call at the police department? Excuse me. I tried to elicit the services of a fake hooker and got beat up by her fake cop boyfriend and robbed. you answer how could you like do that with a straight i couldn't i could not i could not work police dispatch there's there's just no way i could oh what oh okay hold on hold on here we go florida man attempts to steal a truck full of cops A man was arrested after attempting to burglarize an unmarked Pasco County Sheriff's vehicle. Stephen Titland is the 49-year-old Florida man in this case. Last Tuesday, he was walking around Hobuck Street in Trinity Oaks, enjoying the cool weather. He strolled along and tugged on all the vehicle's doors he could find. They were all locked. The following day, he went back to work. Stephen was perusing the vehicles on Murrow Street in Newport Ritchie, when he finally discovered a vehicle with unlocked doors. Victory at last! He felt the click of release as he pulled the vehicle door open. Inside, though, was something he never expected. The the vehicle was occupied by Pasco County Sheriff's STAR Team. STAR Team is Strategic Targeted Area Response Unit. They arrested the dumbfounded Florida man. He didn't even put up a fight. Intelligence analysts observed similarities between the Trinity Oaks suspect from the day before and this idiot. Property crimes detectives positively identified and then arrested Steven Titland for all seven attempted burglaries. <laughs> Dumbass. You gotta like when the trash brings itself out. All right, we'll do a couple more. Oh, oh, this has got to be good. For stupidity. Florida woman steals cement pavers. Threatens to sue for back injury. 54-year-old Julie Ann Upright was diligently working Sunday stealing cement pavers from a home in Port Ritchie. Cement pavers are very heavy, yet she managed to get 42 of them in her care before driving off. The homeowner later told detectives that he caught her in the act while doing a remodeling project. The blocks were about four feet from the road, and being that close, they were just irresistible, irresistible to Florida woman. Pasco County is still under a state of emergency under Chapter 252 after Irma, so there's still plenty more home improvement stuff to steal. Deputies caught up with Julie and took her to the Land o Lakes Detention Center. That, they make the Land O'Lakes butter there. Is that where they're making it? they got enough people there. She told the cops it was all a misunderstanding and that she thought the blocks were just trash. Julie Ann Upright started feeling more like Julie Ann hunched over after all that exertion. Following the modern trend of blaming who's not to blame. She threatened to sue the homeowner because she hurt her back while loading all of these heavy blocks into her car. Yeah. All right. Florida nursing home denies use of medical marijuana by chronic pain patient All right, let's see what we got. Naked hurricane party. All right. Uh, what do we got? Oh, dude. I'm sorry. Your wife set fire to the bed. She was trying to kill you if you were in the bed. Florida man doesn't believe his wife tried to kill him by setting fire to the bed. I'm pretty sure if you're in the bed and she sets fire to it, she's trying to kill you. Yep, he was in it. She set, Pasco woman sets husband's bed on fire while he was sleeping. Yep. Oh, but they were separated. He was estranged from his wife. She didn't live with him. So, um, I'm pretty sure she was trying to kill you, dude. Bazooka Ricky gets caught in Pasco County. Um, I need to read that one. Might not be very funny, but I need to know why he's called Bazooka Ricky. Dude's covered in in nasty-looking tattoos. Swastikas and stuff. Alright. He's off the streets. He's in custody. (laughs) according to Pasco County Sheriff's Facebook page he was wanted on an active warrant for FTA trespassing and a felony fleeing to elude Pasco Pasco Sheriff's deputies took the opportunity to thank Facebook users for sharing the information and photos alright, a search is underway for a man wanted in a warrant in Pasco County oh, they found him oh, he was in Hudson awesome just, just some, just, uh, you know, going home on the 15th. <gasps> oh, oh, okay. We are going to end the night on this one. Just because the headline. I don't care if the story's good. The headline. Woman calls cops worried semen in thermos might explode. A Florida woman trying to get pregnant via artificial insemination called police because she feared the thermos she was using to store sperm and dry ice might explode. I don't think she should reproduce. <laughs> Felicia, 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 Felicia? I don't know, you can pronounce it in numerous ways. Nevins sought the Pasco County Sheriff's Office help after she forgot to remove the rubber O-ring from the container. The next thing Nevins knew, the incident was all over social media. That's because the sheriff's office posted details on Facebook. (laughs) Okay, you know what? Props to Pasco County Sheriff's Department. Seriously. (laughs) Nevins told the Tampa Bay Times she was upset because the post was not removed Friday. (laughs) Nevins was not identified by name, but she said she was mortified that enough information was posted for her to be identified. (laughs) The Sheriff's Office defended its actions, saying it was important to provide the type of safety information contained in the post. Okay, this is the post. I've got to see the post. Please tell me it's still there. It is still there from 2017. They have not removed it. Okay, so this is the Facebook post on the Pasco Sheriff's Office Facebook page. Pasco deputies responded to an assist other agency call for service yesterday, May 17th, at about 6 p.m. A 26-year-old Port Ritchie woman contacted emergency personnel, including Pasco Fire Rescue, about a possible dangerous situation. The woman advised she is trying to get pregnant by artificial insemination and was trying to store the sperm as per the directions. She stated she placed two small vials of sperm inside a two-quart stainless steel thermos, added dry ice, and closed the lid without removing the rubber O-ring as the directions required. The deputy advised fire rescue personnel of the potential for an explosion due to increasing pressure inside the device. (laughs) Oh my gosh, jokes I could make. Rescue personnel carried the container outside to a safe location and used a pair of channel lock pliers to remove the thermos lid, releasing the pressure and removing the danger. The container was given back to the woman without incident. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, that's hilarious! That is hilarious! And of course, you know you have to go to the comments. Oh, come on. All the Karens came out to play, apparently. Okay, seriously, yes, we make fun of her because she called the sheriff's department because she thought the thermos was going to explode. (laughs) All right, we are going to... What? Yes, yes, so... Hey, it would have exploded twice. <laughs> goodness, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Okay. Whew. All right. We're gonna we're gonna end that there. That's it. That's all. That's all I got for you. I hope you all have a good week and next week will be our last podcast in florida so we are going to make it as good and as orangey and as florida-y as possible oh i gotta tell you my pun though so i have this this bush outside my window and it's starting to get these really pretty red hibiscus flowers on them now they're very pollen and i turned to my mom and i said oh well, that makes sense because they're very, they're very Polony because they're Polynesian. <laughs> they're Polynesian. Okay. It was funny at the time. Anyway. All right, everybody. Have a good week. Stay safe. Stay sane. And if you can't do either of those, at least stay clean and be kind. And and go to mythmart.com. Buy stuff, please. All right. Uh, oh, speaking of MythMart. This week's sale ends Wednesday, well, ended on Wednesday. We now have a new week, a new item on sale, so check out MythMart.com, check out MythMart on Facebook for your coupon code to get the discount, and yeah, have a good week, everybody. All right, see ya.
0: Carry on all that you will There'll be peace when you are done Lay your weary head to rest Don't Don't you cry